I am a big believer in reframing and I can often think about, you know, there's this quote that says, what if I fall, my darling, but what if you fly? And really trying to identify in my mind when I'm coming from a place of faith or when I'm coming from a place of fear and instead choose to, in my mind, live from a place of faith and hope and confidence. Welcome to The Ziggler Show, where we inspire your true performance. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. In this show, we're back with Jessica Honiger to hear her healthy habits for life. We had our main interview with Jessica in show 615. Uh, But to remind you, she's the founder of Noonday Collection, the largest fair trade jewelry company in the world, and author of Imperfect Courage, Live a Life of Purpose by Leaving Comfort and Going Scared. Uh, the first show, 615, was just a joy. We had so much fun and so much depth in that show on this topic of going scared, not overcoming and getting rid of any fear, but just doing it anyways. I really enjoyed talking with her in this show about her healthy habits. What resonated with me most personally was in the mental spoke, her habit of reframing. That's the quote that I gave at the beginning of the show. That exercise is just so dramatically powerful and always has been in my life. Uh, My wife is currently reading through Jessica's book, Imperfect Courage, and just loving it. Uh, You can connect with Jessica at Jessica Honegger, H-O-N-E-G-G-E-R.com. And you can get the book there, though, of course, you can get it wherever you buy books. So I'm going to dive in with Jessica and her healthy habits right after sharing some great resources with you. Okay, friends, here then we go with Jessica Honegger and her healthy habits. All right, Jessica. Well, this is, I got to say, I'm interested to hear your habits here because you're running and gunning and and doing a lot of things. And I think this will be fun and enlightening uh, to see what you're doing in each of these areas. But to do all that you do, I know that you have got to be striving to run on all cylinders. So, um, so let's go through these. First one is kind of the physical slash nutritional side of your life. What do you do to keep the body of Jessica well and fully functioning? Yes. I am a big believer in exercise, group exercise in particular, because if I don't have the peer pressure of a group, I will take the easy way out. Mm -hmm. So I do spin, I do boot camps. I even will try out new things recently. I tried out something called solid core yesterday, which I guess is Michelle Obama workout. I was like, well, Michelle Obama does it. She's got some good biceps. (laughs) So I, um, I am a huge believer in exercise and health and wellness for me, it really is about watching the carbs and eating mindfully, not eating because I'm stressed, not eating because I don't, you know, I being thoughtful and making sure I'm fueling my body, not my emotions with food. That is good counsel for all of us. Um, <laughs> okay. The second one here is family and, you know, folks who, who are listening to this two weeks ago, we posted the main show with Jessica and talked specifically about family, about being, uh, a, a, not just a working mom, a CEO mom, uh, which I think takes that to a different level as well. But so, you know, in your family life, and I know you said your kids are, I think elementary school, middle age now, mm-hmm. um, and you, your husband, what are the things that you guys do consistently to keep the family well. Yeah. We have dinner together almost every night and we have always done that. And thankfully extracurricular hasn't completely train wrecked that. Mm -hmm. 
but we have dinner together every evening and we talk. We often go around and say three things that we're grateful for that day. Um, my kids also don't have smartphones yet and they are allowed to take my smartphone from me. If it's from the time I get home from work until the time they go to bed, I don't want to be on my phone. I'm not always good at holding myself to that. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit of an addiction, especially in the middle of a book launch when there's so much going on. Yeah. So, um, but that is a commitment that, that we have is to kind of be phone free for a couple hours every evening as a family. That is a huge deal. I'm in the same camp dealing with that as well. Well, the third one here is mental and just looking at what are, you know, from the Ziegler side, the the battling, the stinking thinking, which we talked about as well in the first show dealing with those inner, the inner critic. Uh, So what do you do to deal with that inner critic and to keep yourself sharp mentally? Yes. So I am a big believer in reframing and I can often think about you know, there's this quote that says, what if I fall, my darling, but what if you fly? Hmm. And really trying to identify in my mind when I'm coming from a place of faith or when I'm coming from a place of fear and instead choose to, in my mind, live from a place of faith and hope and confidence. Yeah. Reframing. I, that word alone, that's a show um, that needs to be a show. Maybe that should be your next book because okay. uh, it's All right. just, it's just powerful. We'll have to do another one on that one. All right. Fourth is financial. The things that you do to keep you guys financially sound. Granted, you're at a place of financial success now. So it may be the things you're doing now, or maybe here's the things that we did back then when we're flipping homes and trying to, mm-hmm. you know, stay on top financially either way. My husband and I did something called, it's called a journey of generosity. And it's, it was a weekend or a 24 hour period put on by an organization called generous giving. And that was a huge reframe for us where we really, um, we had come up from a place of financially being in a desperate place of having been in debt and having gotten out of that debt and still walking in that place of fear. And that 24 hour period, we really said, God, you're the, you are not our financial advisor. (laughs) You know, you are actually the owner, like this is yours. And instead of thinking about, okay, how much do we give away? It was, it became more about how much can we live off of and the rest we give away. And that was just a real reframe for us. Yeah. That, and, and I'm aware of that, um, that group too, um, mm. generous giving significant, significant company five is spiritual. And you speak to this. Uh, I don't remember where in the book. Um, but I, I read that of just a part of your own journey and of your own spiritual, uh, aspects, but what do you, what do you do daily, weekly, consistently for your spiritual life? So for me, I spend at minimum 15 minutes a day, meditating on the truth that God is in me and God is with me. And I also take a Sabbath once a week where I rest from work and I go into that day with the thought of God's going to work for me today, you know, and it's just another, a real stake in the ground where I'm saying I'm a steward here. I'm not the owner. I'm not the driver. God is ultimately the owner of my time, of my life, of my business, of my finances. All right. I'm curious on that one. Are you, are you talking a full day of Sabbath? 
Yeah, I would say uh, pretty much, pretty much like a Sunday, we treat Sundays. And if I don't do a Sunday, if I kind of look at the weekend and realize that I need to work some on Sunday, then I'll be very intentional on Saturday. I'm about to get really serious about it. Honestly, writing a book, launching a book and running a business and momming it, that has been a lot. But now that we are have launched this book, um, I'm, I, I have some recommitments to what a Sabbath looks like for me, but no matter what, I definitely take, I mean, pretty much, yeah. From a morning to evening time. Yeah. That's a big entrepreneurial journey right there. I love what you said though. God will work for me today. That is yeah. faith, which I think is oftentimes why I get addicted to production because I think it's up to me. And that exactly. never works out well. It doesn't. Uh, and thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. The next one is career. And again, folks, you know, talking about the, our initial show together and your book, you talk about your journey of doing a lot of things. You actually went through kind of a laundry list of your journey of all the things you've been involved with leading up to now. And you're still involved, you know, in, in, in a lot of things. And today I'm sure there are more opportunities than ever coming your way and probably far more things to say no to than to say yes to what are the things that you kind of a guiding light for your career right now to keep you where you think you need to be. I just finished six months with an executive coach and that was the biggest investment I have made in my leadership, especially here at my company. And I would say I have a new commitment to receiving feedback at the office without defensiveness and being the kind of leader that can be a really good listener. And just choosing to be on this leadership path, I think as an entrepreneur, you go from scrappy entrepreneur into a leader who's going to scale a business. And we're definitely at that point right now. And so investing in my own skills as a leader has been really important for me in my career path at this point in the path. Well, I want to ask you a little bit about that. So you are at a place where your business is very successful, uh, wildly successful, where I, you know, great financial success in your family, you know, doing well, your book launching. So now you're going to influence more people. And yet at that point, you go after coaching. Was it, I think a lot of times we do that. We know that as humanity, we respond to pain, right? We get counseling and coaching when we're in a bad spot, Uh, not, not when we're in a good spot to, to hone things, refine things. But uh, well, I'll just ask, is that the case where you just looked and said, I want to be better in these certain areas, or was there a specific issue of acuteness that you thought I got to address that? There was an issue of acuteness. I have a business partner, so we are 50, 50 in the company. And our relationship is super important. And there are areas in that relationship that needed cultivating. Mm-hmm. We needed to create more safe relationship above all else. And so just making the time commitment for that. And also the company in general, we had gone through a big change in um, leadership and in people who were working for us and really kind of saw it as a, a fresh start a way to really um, get rid of any hallway conversations, um, gossip, not assuming all the things that, you know, we didn't want to be present in our company. This was a real inflection point where we could be the leaders that could drive all of that. 
And it did come from, it came from both a desire to say, we want Noonday to be a $40 million business in two years. And we need to become the leaders that can lead that. And looking and seeing the areas where we had growth opportunities for sure. So did you do that executive coaching with your partner jointly? I did. So we would meet together and then we would meet separately. And so it was both a personal path and then it was also a partnership path. Okay. Kind of like marriage counseling, but maybe not quite that. Okay. (laughs) Pretty much. Well, so the last one here, Jessica, is just personal. And this is just for you. The things that you do just for you, that could be fun, hobbies, play, but the thing that makes you the best Jessica, the most joyful Jessica you can be. Yeah. I love friends. I really value close friendships and I wind down by having a deep conversation over dinner and this weekend we're about to take a couple of families to my folks have a ranch and we're just going to unplug and be together as families and stay up late talking and that really uh, fuels me. That's great. Can I come? Sounds great. (laughs) Any time. Hey. Seriously, you let me know when you're down here. Sounds wonderful. Uh, thank you. I, that's just uh, that's just fun. Thanks for taking us behind the scenes uh, to hear what is helping make you tick because we're grateful that you're ticking. Thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you. Well, there you go, folks. Great behind the scenes sharing from Jessica Honiger. Again, you can connect with Jessica at Jessica Honiger, H-O-N-E-G-G-E-R.com uh, where you can get the book. Although, of course, you can get it wherever you buy books. And as always, my request, if you got value from the show, let Jessica know. She may not hear it much otherwise. Let her know. Leave us a review in iTunes for The Ziegler Show. Tell us what you got out of this specific interview. It'll bless her. It'll help people know what they can get out of the show. Well, coming up next in show 618, I just couldn't leave Jessica's message on going scared. So I posted this question on Facebook. What is something you were lacking confidence in, a bit scared, insecure, but you did it anyways? And what made you do it anyway? Well, this question brought a high volume of responses, and I invited Jessica back to join me to talk through them. So she does that Q&A session with me. Uh, It was just a, a wowing conversation that I believe you'll get massive inspiration and equipping from. So I hope you'll join us. Till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.